This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, as always, Shane Told. It is so good to have you as I take you, the listener, into the lives, the backstage lives of other lead singers. We have a great episode today. I speak to a guy who I've been trying to get on the show. I mean, we've been talking about him being on the show for well over a year. Mr. Bradley Walden. Real mature Bradley. Of Amorosa. And yes, that clip, if you know what that clip's from, you're probably Canadian. Anyways, so good to have him. What a singer. What a cool story of how he got into this whole thing. I don't want to spill the beans on all that. Uh, And so cool, all the stuff he's doing now, living out in beautiful Los Angeles, California. This guy is living the dream. Thank you, Bradley, so much for finally taking some time out of your busy schedule and and hooking this up. So good. Cannot wait for you guys to hear this full episode in all of its glory. Before we get into that, always a couple things I want to, you know, remind you of. The first is, if you want to get in touch with me. It's very, very easy. I am right here. I have a computer. I have a phone. We have emails. You can send me one and I'll read it. Leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. Also, a reminder, we have a Facebook page. We have like 3,800 likes. Kind of lame. In fact, our Instagram page is way bigger. Our Instagram page is like almost at 10,000 last I checked. So we're doing really well on Instagram. I don't know why... Nobody is is on our Facebook group, especially, sorry, Facebook page, because there's a lot of good things happening on there. We're, today was Monday. We posted a meme Monday. It's really funny. You're going to want to get on there. So look up Lead Singer Syndrome on Facebook, however it works. It'll pop up. Like the page, please. I don't know why we aren't having like people in droves coming to Facebook. Isn't Facebook like the biggest thing? It's the biggest one, isn't it? I don't even know anymore. Oh my God. Anyways, um, also want to remind you of our great sponsor, Rockabilia, the place on the internet to get merch. Well, the place anywhere really to get merch. They have over half a million items, unique stuff, stuff you can't get anywhere else. And everything is officially licensed right from the artists. There's no bootlegs. There's no crappy printing. This is all the real deal stuff direct from the bands. And... If you use our promo code, it is PCJabberJaw, you'll save 15% off your entire order. Weather's getting nice outside. Maybe you need a tank top. I don't know. They got tank tops. Check them out. Lots of good stuff over at rockabilia.com. And again, you're going to want to use that promo code, so 
write it down in your brain. PC Jabberjaw. J A B B E R J A W. Not too much else to report, really, in my life. We finished our tour. I'm chilling, doing lots of work on the podcast, doing lots of work on the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club, which, again, check it out if you're a big fan of the show, if you want more than just the standard once-a-week episode, because for some people, that's not enough. Check it out for as little as $6 a month. It gets you in. You get access to merchandise. We're doing a March Madness contest. If you want to jump on the club right now, you can get in. Lots of fun stuff, as always, on the All Access Club. So check that out. It is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Anyways, let's keep the intro short. I want to get into this. It's a great episode with Bradley. Real mature Bradley. <laughs> Again, that clip. Bradley Walden of Amorosa. Hey Bradley, what's up, man? Dude, I'm just chilling. Good, it's a good it's life. A, it's a beautiful uh, Saturday, you know. Afternoon. It is. Uh, actually, it's uh, it's a little rainy here in LA today. Oh, you're in LA, so it's early for you then. Oh yeah, it's like well, it's only 10 a.m. Yeah, no, I mean you know, it, it depends. I, I feel like everybody's got a different <laughs> interpretation of early. what early is. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking the pup out at like 7 a.m. So. Oh, the pup. Damn, dude. Yeah. This is good. I I, um, I didn't know you were officially in L.A. now. Oh, yeah. I've been here uh, almost a year, but as soon as as soon as soon we got here, like I had uh, I had a tour and then uh, then left to go start writing. So, like, I haven't been – I've maybe been here for three, four months. And the re- But the rest of the band is still in Kentucky? Yeah, they're like in Kentucky and, and, uh, and like outside of Philly. Oh, okay. Is that tough? Is that tough at all? I mean, that's that's not exactly no. close. I mean, you got to jump on a plane like anytime you want to yeah, do like anything. I mean, uh, it's like when we write. Like, I just got back from writing a couple days ago, and I just fly out to Lexington and we'll jam out there for a little bit, and then it's like a nine-hour drive to Philly. So it's really like not too bad. Um, okay. You know, when when we write, we get together for like an entire month and just stay. It's stay at one of the guys' house and just jam every day. So um, we kind of. Like when, when we do right, we really go for it. That's cool. I mean, um, you know, like I had Matt Good on the show just last week from from first to last. You yeah, know, and we talked a little bit about that. How some bands are still keeping it old school, like getting in a room and cranking up amps and like you oh know, yeah, like still making music that way. Whereas a lot of bands are not doing that at all. It's like just sharing no. stuff over over the internet. Yeah. And, you know, because everyone can well, record anything in their apartment. You know, of course, of course, and I and I I see there's there's upside to both because we do that as well. Like right. I'll, I'll I'll create ideas and send them to E, or he'll write ideas and send them back to me, and then or or I'll get in a studio here and you know write some stuff and send it to the guys. Like, what do you guys think? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we like it or whatever. And then when we get together, we kind of bring those ideas to life, and 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 then they change with everyone's influence, and it kind of like it, it creates a cool vibe. That's awesome. So is that what you're working on right now? Is this Emerosa stuff yeah. like album is yeah. coming together? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we had, oh, man, we had about 40 ideas. Um, <laughs> really? Then, wow. Yeah. And then we brought them down to like 18 that we liked. And then we jammed those 18 and we brought them down to like 10 that we like. And then, you know, now we're not going in, we're, we're going to the studio in April. Um, so it's like, we're still writing, you know, but right now that's like my, my whole focus is, is just like teaching and doing the, uh, yeah. the record. When you, when you say, you know, you have 40 like ideas, I like that you said ideas, not songs. Cause like, yeah. that's like some, that's like the old school thing. You know, I used to read in like magazines when I was a kid, you know, some band would be yeah. like, we had 60 songs for this album. I'm like, wait, yeah, no. you had 60 <laughs> you have- songs for an album and then you narrowed it down to 12 and like yeah. nine of them suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I always yeah. like, but, but I think like it's good that you said ideas. So for for you, you know, forty ideas. What is an idea exactly? So you know, an idea can be everything from a fully realized song to like I have like I have this melody and progression, and I want to like watch it evolve. Right. You know. Um. And 
when I say like 40 ideas, uh, you know, and I'm not exaggerating, like that was like, I'll send you here like, Hey, I have this riff. It feels very like Phil Collins. What do you think about this? And they're like, <laughs> let's, let's jam it. And I'll say, okay. So when we, that's like, that's one I'll put down and put in our, you know, put in our, our, whatever the Google drive. And so we just go through all of them, like, here's the next idea and we'll listen to it and, and then learn it, hash it out. Um, so, you know, it's never, a, it's not always a fully realized, realized song. Like I would say out of the 40, like maybe 12 of them were fully realized and the others were like, you know, melodies, right. riffs, pr- progressions, you know, the drill. Yeah. No, I think it's good to clarify that and people, cause people are always interested, you know, in how, how bands put together records, songs, you know, all the stuff. And it's like, it's, it's like the wild west now. Like there's no rules on how you, yeah. can, you know, you have to do it. I mean, yeah, man, there's, I'm, I'm kind of old fashioned in the way that I want to be involved in, I want to be involved in what songs we're putting out a lot of, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of bands, as you know, they're just like taking songs from like writers or producers and be like, yeah, this is, uh, let's, let's use this song, you know? Right. And yeah, I haven't done that at all. Like Silverstein, we have we've never used like anyone externally, um, yeah, you know, at all. Like we've had like sure, like we've had producers kind of like chime in and say, oh, of you course. Know. Uh, and we've yeah. had I think like I think actually in the last record, Paulmark maybe like jammed with a couple other people like because some other songwriting sessions and came up with some ideas, but they're still like yeah. his stuff, so, you know. So like it, it's just weird when I when I hear that stuff. Like who are these bands that are like, all right, well. Send us some songs. Like, don't you want to have an identity of I mean, your whole not just not just your album, yeah. but like what you're gonna do live, like what you're trying to express, you know? Yeah. I mean to each their own. Some people yeah. are you know, they they want different things in the industry. Um, so yeah, I mean in in the in the pop world, that's so like it, it's nothing. You know, I do so much I do so much pop writing here in LA and it's nothing for people to be like, Hey, uh, we're looking for this kind of song. Yeah. <laughs> like Okay, do you want to be here for it, or am I just doing it? You know, that's true. No, it is funny when you get those like um, those songwriting like you know, I guess like emails or whatever. Yeah, and, and like yeah. my favorite part is when they'll just reference another song that yeah. they want it to sound like, and you're like, well, we don't want to like rip it off, but like you know, like something like Miley Cyrus "Wrecking Ball" would be great. Yeah. Um. Do you follow Music City? <laughs> do you follow Music City memes on Instagram? No, I don't. Oh, as a songwriter, man, you have, there's a, uh, there's a guy or girl in Nashville that uh, is a songwriter and they run an Instagram called music city memes. And as a, as a songwriter, I'm, I'm always dying at the stuff that they're posting. So for, for anyone that's like a songwriter, music city uh, means, yeah, I'm going to, I'm definitely yeah. going to follow it. It's great. That's great. No, well, damn dude. It sounds like, uh, things are really shaping up nicely for you out there. I mean, you're mentioning, uh, well, just having a nice pup. You take it out at seven in the morning. Yeah, dude. Beautiful. She, she, yeah, I'm just picturing like LA, wife. beautiful weather. Yeah, I feel good. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living better than I should. You know, it's, I, I'm, I'm happy out here in LA. I have a good, a good vibe going with teaching and and writing and just getting ready for, you know, the next record. That's one That's thing. I guess vibe. I guess we'll start there. I mean, I, I, the teaching thing is is interesting. Uh, because there's not a lot of, you know, like successful singers that are in full-time bands that are, you know, have careers like you do that really spend a lot of time and really have like, you know, own their craft, um, yeah. becoming a teacher. What's, what's, what do you love so much about it that, that kind of keeps you going back to that? Man. Well, I wish that I had had, like when I was, when I was younger and going to shows, like seeing some, you know, like obviously I grew up with like Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson and, and Shania Twain and like just just crazy pop vocalists, you know. Uh, um, and I wished, I wish that, you know, when I was younger going to shows and seeing stuff that there had been an opportunity for me to like learn from someone that I looked up to. You know what I mean? Like if Patrick Stump was giving vo- vocal lessons when I was, you know, right. 17, 18, like I would absolutely have done that. Um, and so it also keeps me on my toes because, you know, I'm traveling a lot and, uh, I have a lot going on and it, a lot of it, a lot of singing's muscle memory. And if you're not keeping up with it, especially when I'm not on tour, you know, like once you get off tour, you are not singing for a couple months. Like right. you're just, you're right. done. So, uh, you know, me doing lessons kind of gives me the opportunity to keep myself on my toes. Um, and, uh, I actually have some really like 
some crazy promising students that, you know, some people go to Berkeley. I have students in Australia, I have students in the UK, uh, like all over the world. It's just cool to connect with these people on the same grounds of, you know, we want to sing better. We want to learn. Like we love the art of singing. Um, and I appreciate these kids that are trying to hone their craft instead of just picking up a microphone and saying, I'm a singer, you know, right. So like you, you, you can't just pick up a guitar and go, Oh, I'm a guitar player. People do it. But you know, uh, it's, it's like you only get one voice. You, you break your guitar, you break a string, you can get another one. But you have to take care of your voice because yeah. you only get one. It's true. But, you know, you bring up guitar and, you know, comparing guitar lessons and vocal lessons is like apples and oranges. True. It's, true. it's like, you know, I'm a singer. I'm a guitar player first and a singer later. But And I've done some, you know, some of those TI programs and stuff that I sort of got like, I don't want to say I got forced into doing it, but sort of, sort of did. And I've done some vocal teaching. And I think after a while, I sort of, you know, figured out a way to sort of teach what I know, but it's very hard because most singers are self-taught and it's very hard for people to explain or verbalize what's going on when they sing and sound great. But they'll be like, okay, well, like, this is just what I do. I'm going to sing a note. You sing it like that. And they can't. And it's very hard to, like, well, you're breathing wrong. Well, you're like, do this, do this. And it's like, that is so much more difficult than put your fingers here. Yeah. You know? Everyone is, you know, everybody's voice is different. Like, you pick up a guitar, everyone can pick up the same guitar. Uh, when it comes to vo- like when it comes to singing everyone's voice is different the way that they yeah. feel things are different the way that they approach things but there are universal ways that you can you know that you can trick someone's body into doing something cuz a lot of people especially when i first start like when i get a new student they're a little nervous the, the novelty hasn't worn off that i'm not actually as cool as they may think um, <laughs> and then uh you know, and then they get a little bit more relaxed and I can say, okay, do this with your body and this is what is supposed to happen. And then it's like, oh, things start to click. So it's a cool process uh, when people when people start to learn and, and you see the progress that they can make. Uh, that part is pretty rewarding. Um, sure. But it's difficult. That's why I do. That's why it's all one on one. Like I don't just have like. No, no, no. Yeah. Here's a here's you know, here's a class with 40 people online and this is how you sing. Like it doesn't work that way. You know, he, everyone needs their own individual attention, especially because they have their own individual voice. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're definitely right. What, what do you do when you come across a student that just can't carry a tune? Like, it's like, uh, it's like sing this note la, and they go, yeah, nah, yeah. like, you know, what I mean? yeah. like, it's like, and they don't even hear that. It's not, not the same note. Like yeah. I've had, I've had those struggles before and it's like mm-hmm. very hard to know even what, where to start. Yeah. So at that point, like there's, I mean, realistically, I, there's only so much that I can do over Skype when it gets to that point. Like generally I don't usually have that issue, but it's happened once or twice where that has happened and they just like, they just need more attention than I can give them being on the other side of the screen. So I just, you know, I just, I give them their money back and tell them like, look, I, you know, I'm not trying to offend you, but you need uh, something in person because what you right. like need to work on the most takes a little bit more effort than what I can give you. And, and most people are understandable, and I've probably hurt some feelings unintentionally, but I, I'd rather be you know I'd rather be honest than just like have some poor guy or girl just sit there and sound awful one day <laughs> a week and be like, oh, yeah, man. you're doing great just for <laughs> just for you know. Right, 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 right. Now I, I totally. Um... I totally agree. It's like it's like that golf lesson where like there's there's like some you know old lady trying to hit the ball and like can't even, and the golf pro is like like standing yeah. there like not paying attention like yeah it looks yeah. great yeah no oh, I hate that hit man. another I don't one be man that guy. you know exactly but, but that's right so I I do appreciate that uh, that you do that um, so first time on the show it's great to have you we've been we've been trying to do this for like a couple yeah. years man I know I know like, actually I, a couple years. Yeah, we talked about it when we did that tour together, uh, and then that was that two was years ago. I, yeah, and I, yeah. I was like, man, "Man, I think this dude hates me," and I didn't know what it was. I was like, "No, dude." Well, you were having some issues with your health on that tour. Yeah, I had, and like, you guys was, had you guys dropped a couple shows and stuff, as I, I remember. Yeah, I was wearing that jacket because I got so sick. I was trying to sweat it out during our shows. Ugh. Yeah, I think that, that was more what it was. I don't think we actually talked about it, but I was like, I'm not going to like, this guy's like having trouble with his voice and he's sick. I'm not going to be like, hey man, you want to do a podcast tomorrow? Yeah. Like talk to <laughs> yeah. me for an hour, like, you know, in yeah. the morning. Like that's, that's not, you know, 
I thought yeah. that wasn't cool, but no, fine. Of course, like, I like you. Come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you never know. Like, you know how that is. Like, when you get on, like, the first tour with a band, you never know. I remember, like, I mean, you just never know, you know? Like, there's always those weird couple first days. No, it doesn't matter right, how right. long you've been doing a tour. Like, how, if you know, I've been doing this 10 years, and it's still, like, those first couple days, and then you guys aren't friends until, like, the last four days and it's like oh i can't believe this is over oh yeah oh yeah always that's always the way um, like like you learn i remember go ahead oh i just i remember uh we did uh a couple years ago we did the yellow card memphis may fire tour and like i'm like oh man this is so intimidating like yellow card you know huge iconic bands uh growing up yeah i'm like these guys are probably going to be like crazy rock stars and like you know just just completely over it don't want to hear about these this young band or whatever the case is and uh and i walked and i walked up and sean uh the violin player sean mack and uh he's like hey man like you know thanks for doing the tour come on in i was so nervous i walk in and they're all sitting there playing magic the gathering <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like oh this is gonna be just fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really funny that's really funny no you're right though on, on tour and i think like the other thing too that happens is is when you talk about a headliner you know, and like Silverstein, we just did a headlining a tour, yeah. and like, yeah, which was um, great, by the way. I caught two of those. Yeah, shows, so. you didn't even say hi to me, dude. Dude, I, you know, I told you, I texted you, and you know how it is. Like, I just didn't want to bother. I just kind of wanted to peep in, see it, and and uh, let you yeah. guys do your thing, especially in especially in Los Angeles, because that is just. A, yeah, craziest. no, it's, it is always a shit show. There's just like so many people are like dressing room is full. There's like not not yeah. a beer to be found. Yeah, exactly. like the entire labels in the room like exactly hey. exactly like we had we had like every label ever at our show because yeah every la label just came and came to say what's up so no it was great. it was great it was great but um but i was just saying like you know when you do a headline tour uh and you know there's opening bands and, and like you want you know it's like on the first day it would be really nice if it's like okay I should go meet everybody and be like hey welcome yeah. to the tour thank you for doing it but in reality it's like we gotta put the set list together like what's yeah. going on with the lights where's the stage yeah, what, oh, so where neurotic. are we putting our cabinets what's going on what about I'm the merch anxious. like there's all me anxious just thinking about it yeah it's true though and there's all this shit yeah. and then at the, and the end of it and then you realize like three days have gone by and I'm like fuck I haven't even said hi to hi, hi yeah. to the opening band like they're gonna think I'm a dick yeah yeah, you know, but it's it's just the reality is is that that there's a lot going on on a headline tour, uh, especially you know the first like even call it a whole week to kind of start yeah. getting getting things in place. Yep, and then you know then you have that one person that knows somebody on the other band, and that's your like gateway to meet everybody else. It's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so. you know, it's 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 also certain bands have personalities that are more outgoing, and like, and that works better when you're. When yeah. you got a super outgoing guy in your band, it's like, oh, well, everybody loves this guy. It's not necessarily yeah. that he's like a better dude than the guy that never talks. It's just yep. – that's just the way it works, you know? Yeah. Yeah, those so, introverts and so on. But I will say though, like, like you know, when I do go out with other bands and stuff and like we were on tour two years ago, like – I don't know if you want to do the podcast. I don't know if like you're interested in it. Like in a way I'm like, mm, well, I want to have Bradley, but like for me, I feel almost like I'm burdening you by being like, Hey, do you want to do this podcast where I like talk your ear off for an hour? Like some people are into it and they really yeah. want to be a guest and other people. I'm just, maybe everybody wants to be on it. I don't know, but I'm, I'm sometimes a little, <laughs> I don't want to ask somebody for fear that they are just going to do it to appease me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I think you're at the place where you can, at this point, you, I mean, you can definitely be a little choosy about who you have. Like you can just talk to whomever you like. You have a, a, oh. a, a from, from what I know, a pretty, a pretty decent following. And well, thank you. Um, I, I, I've heard, yeah, I've heard a couple of them and, and I think they're, I mean, I think there's some really great interviews, some, some fascinating stuff on some people. Well, I try, you know, and, and I think like having you is, is, this is a great episode already. I mean, I, we've only been talking for 20 minutes, but you, yeah. you know, like, like I think your story is pretty unique and, and I'd it's love to go, I'd love to go back a little bit and kind of start about how, you know, sorry, um, go back a little bit and, and, you know, talk about how you got started in this whole crazy <clears throat> journey to where you are now in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, where did you grow up? All right. Here, well, here's a crash course. Oh, um, okay. Both my parents were military. Uh, I was born in North Carolina. I only lived there for about two, two, three months. Moved to Honolulu. Um, from Honolulu to San Francisco. How San long Francisco, were you in Hawaii? Uh, 
a couple years. Okay. Uh, maybe about six or seven years. Oh, okay. So do you, you remember uh, you remember being there? Vaguely. Yeah, yeah, okay. vaguely uh, as a young kid. Uh, then San Francisco, lived on the Presidio before it was a, uh, a tourist attraction. Um, then to, uh, then to Clarksville, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Uh, then my parents got divorced, moved to Indiana, lived there for a while through high school. Uh, never really did music. Uh, I, I, I played trumpet and band, but I got kicked out cause I was really bad at it. Um, <laughs> ironically. And, uh, so then, um, I wasn't doing anything out of, out of high school, decided to join the air force. So I joined the military I did, uh, I did four years in the air force as a firefighter, uh, went and did, um, I did four months in Baghdad, Iraq. And then when I came home on leave, uh, I was just hanging with my family and my uncle, uh, he kind of plays like locally in Northern Indiana and playing at a bar. We're just kind of singing karaoke and I start ripping into this song with him. I'm pretty, I'm probably drunk. I don't remember, (laughs) but, uh, I wouldn't typically sing in front of people, uh, at this time. And I see my mom's face just light up and my whole family is just like, what the hell? And so uh, that was actually the, the moment that I realized I wanted to be a singer uh, when, I, when I saw the look on her face. Wow. How old were you at this point? Uh, maybe 21, 22. Wow. That's quite old. Yeah. I was, well, I'd say 22, 22, 23, yeah. around there. Yeah. I have a bad memory, but um, you know, that's why it's a crash course. Um, so shortly after that, I got out uh, – Shortly after that, got out of the military, uh, moved to Detroit because um, there was this like local band that I found on MySpace that was looking for a singer, and uh, uh, just started singing. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just completely winging it, um, working you know whatever jobs. Uh, through that, you know, through you know how the local scene and places go in, in Detroit anyway. I uh, yeah, um, which you know I don't think was far from you. No, no. I'm in Windsor, Ontario right now. I'm right across yeah. the river. Like I can see Detroit if I look out the window. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, so yeah, I was there. Uh, and then I uh, ended up singing for this band called Squid the Whale uh, out of Detroit that was um, – that got some pretty good buzz. We yeah. you know, did some little tours, regional type stuff and started getting some attention on AP and that kind of stuff. Um, and then I got an email uh, from, from Jordan, from Emerosa. Uh, a couple, uh, a couple years after I joined Squid, uh, I don't even, I don't remember how old I was at this time, but I mean, I've been in Emerosa for like four years now. So this was probably yeah. maybe, this is maybe five or six years ago, five okay. or six years ago. Yeah. Um, and, um, he was like, Hey, this is Jordan from Emerosa. Uh, our friend, uh, so their friend, uh, Stefan, who, uh, is there, uh, is there, is our merch guy, uh, in the UK. Okay. He saw a YouTube video of me uh, singing a cappella um, What a Catch Donnie from Fall Out Boy. Oh, okay. And that video has since been taken down, so don't even try to look. Um, so he saw that video, sent it to Jordan. Jordan uh, emailed me, was like, hey, you know, want, want you to come jam. I did, uh, and it kind of it felt good. You know, we wrote some songs, it was, it was fun, nice dudes. I got home. I was, and I started, you know, thinking about it because I knew, uh, I knew a little bit about the band, um, and I had heard like old records, uh, and I thought it was dope. Uh, so then, after doing some research, I like realized that I wasn't sure if that was, uh, if if I was ready for that, <laughs> if I was ready right. for what was, if I was ready for what was going to come when right. I joined the band. Well, well uh, let's just to interrupt you for a second. Sure. What's like? I have so much to take taking away from this, but like, and this is an incredible uh, journey so far. But just the whole idea of of being like at an old age for a guy coming in a band. Like you're 22, right. 23 years old. You've never done any music. You've never played anything. Like you right. have no idea how anything even works. No. Like I how a show I, works. There's a promoter nope. and then they have gear. You have to load it in and like how you plug an amp in and like a PA system and how to hold a microphone. Like you Dude, literally I, know zero. And you're I'm a moving singer. to I Detroit. I still don't know how to plug an amp in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, this is the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast, so this is perfect. But, yeah. but like that whole side was there. There must have been a really steep learning curve for you, yeah, or did I mean, you kind of just well, pretend that you had done this no, before? I, mean, I definitely no. I definitely not, I wouldn't fake it. Like uh, I, you know, at this point, I was probably like 
probably like 27, 28, like, uh, and had done touring for a while. Like I've been doing this for like 10 years now. So right. I'm 33, I'm 33 now. Um, so at this point, like when getting the, the Emerosa email and stuff, like I've been jamming for a long time. I've done some tours. I have a little bit under my belt. But oh yeah. At that, that point, yeah. I, mean, I just, yeah. before when you're, yeah, when you, when no you, you know, like, you, you all of a sudden, like you sing this note and it's like an angel's voice, you know, resonating <laughs> through, you know, the United States and your mom is like, you know, yeah, I don't know if it was an angel's voice back then. I mean, I, <laughs> but you, I know like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's just, it's just really funny that all of a sudden it's like, boom, Hey, I can sing. Like, you know how many people right now are listening to this going, well, maybe I'm like that. Hold on a second. Dude, dude maybe they are like, maybe, honestly, they, are. maybe they are. But it's it's you know? funny, you know. It's always like whenever somebody does something like, and I'll I'll go back to the golf analogy because like golf. Yeah. Let's be honest, golf is the hardest thing it, there is in the world. Like it's the yeah, hardest sport. Hard. It's so hard, and I, and there's always like you know somebody's like picking up a golf club at age twenty five, being like, hey, maybe uh, maybe this is like I'm a you know gonna be a yeah. prodigy and like I'm gonna hit this ball and I'm gonna be like the next Tiger Woods. Like everybody thinks that, <laughs> but that yep. happened to you. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty surreal. Like I never thought, you know, I did a little bit of singing when I was in the, uh, the military, just like for fun, but I never thought like, Oh, I want to pursue this. I just loved it so much. Would never sing in front of anybody. And it took coming home and, you know, being a little off my rocker to give it a go. And then it ended up just, you know, kind of gave me the confidence to go for it. I kind of did the opposite. A lot of people, you know, they start out doing, doing music at 16, whatever, by like 28, whatever that starts they see that maybe it's not happening and then they go into a regular life, you know? Right. And yeah. I went yeah. the opposite. Like I was yeah. joining the military, you know, military firefighter. This is my life. And I was like, no, this is not my dream. And then I just dropped everything and went for it. It's, it's awesome. It's an awesome story. So anyway, so you get the email from Emerosa, you go yep. to jam with them. It goes really yeah. well, but you're yep. not sure. That's where I cut. You yes. Off. Yes. So uh, I wasn't sure because I knew, I didn't, you know, I, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with that. I didn't want to deal with I, what I knew what I would inevitably have to deal with. Um, you know, cause I was at this time I was still, you know, I had only been in a local band. I was still very naive to the industry. Um, you know, and so I ended up turning it down. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, about a year later, um, I got reapproached uh, by the uh, by our former booking agent, and he was like, "Yo, I want you to you know reconsider." And <clears throat> things like hadn't really, you know, you know, bands go. Things hadn't really like gotten to where I would have liked to uh, have been. Yeah. So I went back down, talked to the guys, and they were a little skeptical because they thought that maybe I came down and jammed, and just for like the notoriety for my old band. And that wasn't the case. And I tried to explain, oh, like, okay. look, you know, and I totally see what I they're know, saying. What notoriety, like, really, though. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I mean, just to because I think I, uh, somebody found out or something and didn't, I did like an interview just being like, you know, I just wasn't for me, you know, uh, but that was so long ago. And right. I explained, like, look, it wasn't the case. It was just, I know what I'm getting myself into if I join this band. And I just don't know if that's like, I don't know if I'm the person that can handle that kind of stuff. You so know? you basically just you're talking about failing the big shoes of Johnny Craig and even Chris Roeder before that. Yeah, just and just the uh, you know obviously with such a extravagant personality, it's not something that I wanted to deal with because I you know it is what it is. Uh, yeah, but that was that was you know that was a lot that was a lot to take on and I just didn't want to do it but so a year later asked me to reconsider and and I did and we started uh you know doing some rec doing some music and doing some jams and uh went ahead and went to Brian McTurnan to make uh to make the first record um so when when did like, this when did this switch happen when you're like you know what fuck it I'm I'm gonna you know whatever I'm gonna deal with this having to you know fill these shoes Oh, hello. I think I lost you. Are you there? It's, sorry. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. It's got like a bit of a weird connection for a second, but. Oh, no worries. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I think I just, can you hear me? I think I got you. Yep. Okay. So I think I just uh, kind of bit the bullet and was like, look, this is a great opportunity and uh, I'm just going to do it. And it was no, there was, you know, uh, one of my close friends was like, look, this is too good of an opportunity to pass up. Uh, you know, with the like in the grand scheme of things, like 
Amorosa is not a huge band. Like, you know, there's such a enormous audience for this band to reach. Uh, and so, you know, don't think about it as like the backlash. Just think about where you can take it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so I did it. We did a record. Uh, in my opinion, it was not my not my favorite thing I had ever done. It was a really, really tough experience, to be honest, like doing that record. Um, cause I didn't know who I was, like, as far as an artist goes, like, I didn't know my place in this band. Like I had joined of course, and, a of couple, course. and a couple, a couple months later we did a record and you know, there was some guys in the band that honestly, they, they were ready to be done with the band like years because they went four years without a singer, you know? So they're just jam- jamming for four years with hopes of finding a singer. And, uh, you wow, know, when, four years, when, it was really four years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, That's years. crazy. Anyways. And, uh, and so they, I mean, they were all working at Jimmy John's just so that they could keep practicing and writing and, and trying to make it. Wow. Um, so, uh, got to, got to the point of making the record and, um, you know, it just didn't do what we wanted. It wasn't, I wasn't what I thought, you know, the potential was. Um, and so we did a tour with, uh, Chiodos as the first tour with the band and we're playing old songs and it's just like, it's just rough. It's just not what it should be. And I wasn't who I should have been. Like I thought that I had to be this specific person and, and to try to, you know, fill the shoes. And I, I thought, I thought I had to be a certain way and did things that I wasn't proud of. And just, it was just like, I just wasn't, I, I, I felt like I had given up who I was, you know, trying to be this person in this band. So I had to take a couple steps back. Um, and through that transition, like, uh, we had some member changes and just people that weren't, their heart weren't, wasn't in it anymore. Yeah. Um, and then the time comes for us to do the next record, uh, which was, uh, 131, which was our last record we just did. Yeah. And, uh, and I just kind of, I just kind of threw caution to the wind and just was, unapologetically myself. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, we had, you know, we, we did the, uh, we did the record with Casey, uh, Casey Bates. Yep. Um, and he did a phenomenal job. One thing I like about him going back is like, he doesn't write at all. He does no writing. He just, you just come in the room and you show him the ideas and then he helps kind of bring them to life uh, as a great producer will do. Um, and he did a fantastic job on that record. And I fully believe that 131 ended up being like, you know, my, my I'm biased, but my favorite uh, Amorosa record. Yeah, um, oh, definitely. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, it takes time for yeah. a, a band and an artist and, and everything to um, to figure it out. And and like, even yeah. though you've been in the band for four years, you know, you've only done two albums. And the yeah, first two full one, lengths, and then two like reimagined, right, the reimagined EPs, stuff, which I want to talk about in a little bit. But you know, doing doing that that first album basically. You were under a microscope, dude. You I telling mean, me? I, it really put me in a dark place. Like I was just getting shit on constantly by the internet, and it was not anything I was ever used to because you know Squid never got that much attention, and so yeah. I'm just like thrown to the wolves. And people are like, "This guy sucks," or you know, "This is they're just trying to do this," and or he's he just looks like a, a fat Johnny, or this or that. I'm like, dude, this is terrible. Like right. I was not prepared for that. It no. Made, and, you know, and you, like, like we talked about, you, this isn't something that has ever happened to you. It's not like you've been, been like in band since you were 14 years old and like you've heard it yeah. all before. This is new. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, you know, I got picked on in high school, but this, well, this you know not, what I mean though. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. It was definitely a different world. And my mom, like and my mom at the time was calling me. She's like, are you okay? Like I'm seeing all this stuff. I don't like what I'm seeing online. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, right. You know, like right. that's, it's, and that's, that's tough to try to explain like to your mom, like, look, these are just like dickhead kids on the internet. It's like, you know, trying to, I'm trying to comfort her. And at the same time being like, man, I fucking hate these people. Uh, and it actually, it, it, it I, I formed this disdain for, you know, for the music fan because of it. And, and I think that's what helped 131 is I made a record where I didn't give a shit what the fans thought. Like, I just want to make something that I was proud of. So no matter what they said, I was like, I don't care. This is dope. You know? Right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. Well, um, it's not just the fans. I mean, the old singer has been very vocal about his disdain for you. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I mean, yeah, I had I him on the show. I don't know if you listened to the podcast we did. I mean, he basically just said to me, like, look, I don't like that guy. And it's like, well, why? And he doesn't really have a reason. And it's and, and you guys have really had this volatile thing, like, on yeah. Twitter. And, and, you know, it's a whole thing. I mean, I, I definitely I, – I am definitely guilty of instigating that, um, you know, because – for a long time, like I just had to take it and take it, and and it really sucked. And so now that you know, I got comfortable with myself and comfortable in my place in the band, and 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 I and I know I shouldn't, but sometimes I do instigate, and and it's kind of funny because, I mean, I don't I don't want to say anything bad about him because he has he has a cool tone, like people like his voice. He's had a rough go, like he gets in his own way a lot, um, but man, it's like sometimes it's almost like I feel bad sometimes picking on him, you know, mm-hmm. like he's, he's got it bad enough. Um, we, we just don't, it's like, imagine, imagine that you had this really amazing girlfriend that left you. <laughs> right. And then, and then got with like a better dude. And I met, <laughs> and I imagine that's hard for him to go through. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, I just was always like, you know, and I said, I don't know if I said this to him. I haven't listened to that that podcast. It's like, it was a long time ago now, well over a year ago. But yeah. I always just like, you know, him and Tillian are cool, you know, and like he's still cool with John and all the other Dance Gavin Dance people. I just don't really understand how that's fine. But then if anything, he should be pissed at the guys in your band, not you. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. It's like it's really weird. Like you're, you guys, you're pretty removed from everything that went down with Dance Gavin Dance and Amorosa on his end. So for yeah. him to be so pissed, and you know, I guess it's just, it's just, it's just, I think it comes, it's built, it's built on itself. You know, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, who just, it's okay to not, it's okay to not like people, you know. And I think, I think it comes from a place of, of, of maybe being bit. What's that? Yeah, I think that's I mean, what he said, maybe, but <laughs> maybe being bitter i don't you know it is it is what it is like uh we just we're just two people that don't click right right so what's with the fox on all these album covers you know uh the fox um was kind of synonymous with the band and when i joined i was like i think we should keep the fox you know like if we completely abandon people will just think like you know, I don't know. At the at the time, I thought it was a good idea. Like they started the Fox before me, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. On the self title, um, it had it. It had it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so you know, I really don't know, uh, like what there, there was no like, oh, it represents this. It was just honestly, it was just like a, a cool marketing thing, and it worked. It's kind of like a logo, sort of little mascot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I, and I've been and I've very much been leaning uh, into uh, you know changing because with with the new record that we're doing and and what we're writing it's a it's definitely a departure and so right. i think it's it's time to get away from uh that idea because it's funny because i think about it you know i meet i meet people where people are like oh my god i love you know i'll see young kids and they'll be like i love your band and in my mind i'm thinking oh you probably just you know you probably just love the old shit like i'm like thanks man i you know i probably wasn't in the band but blah blah, blah. and they're like no like uh, i love verses and i'm like what and then i realized verses was like four years ago and this like 18 year old kid <laughs> was like you know like literally a kid listening to verses for the first time and i'm like oh oh wait it's and it's hard it's that realization like oh this is my band you know Right, like, right, that, and, that and, and I mean, and I, I mean, part of why I asked you about the Fox is because the last two albums have had it, you know, on the cover, uh, yeah, you know, fairly prominently, and um, you know, you'd think that you guys, as a band, after you know the whole thing with Johnny, you'd want to have kind of a clean break, and like yeah. musically, like live, like, do you guys play any old songs anymore? Not from, anymore from the Johnny era. No, when I when I first joined, we did uh, like well, for the first kind of have to. Yeah, well, for the first like year or two, even we threw you know some some old ones in there, and then when we went and did some international tours, we threw a lot more since they hadn't seen us in a while. Yeah, um, you know, and 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 so for you know for years, I you know for the first half of my, myself being in the band, we absolutely played old stuff, and so now when people get mad, like you don't play the old stuff, I'm like, 
well, you don't wear the same clothes you did when you were 13. So like, people grow up, you know? Right. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the band has gone through puberty at this point. And, and back in the day, bands had lineup changes and sound changes and they weren't so accessible. You know, now people are watching bands grow. Like look at, look at Portugal, the man, like, they right, just, right. Had, you know, they just had their biggest hit and, the general public who listens to that song wouldn't know that this band has been doing it for fucking years. Yeah. You know? And so you just, it's like nowadays people are like, you know, like you said, under the microscope and just watching your band. And I thought, and I thought keeping the Fox would be a nice, like, you know, a nice way to not completely abandon, you know, the, the, the Emerosa, you know, entity, whatever you want to call it. Um, kind of like segueing, you know, kind of like growing into what we are now. And, no, I mean, and, I think it's fine. I, I, I'm just, I, I just wanted to I ask totally that understand. question. Yeah, it just it was just something that I asked. I mean, I mean, for the same, you know, the same point, I could, I could ask you, why didn't you change the band name? Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, you could, yeah. you know, you could have changed the band name too, and and um, you know, who knows what would have happened, uh, in that case. Maybe there'd be yeah. no comparison with Johnny to you at all. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, probably not. Um, but at the same time, like, Excuse me. I mean, you know, no problem. At, the, at like, at this, I don't know, man. At the same time, fuck him. Like, it was, it's not his band. Like, yeah. this, this band, this band has been before him, and this band has been after him. Uh, and you know, I, not to like boast, but it literally is the most successful it's been since its inception. And I'm yeah. very proud of that. Like, absolutely, very proud of that. And that probably probably sucks you know for a lot of people to hear because they're very diehard fans and that's fine but i just uh like it took a long time it took you know four years to get to the spot and the next record is going to be even bigger and that's just and i'm fully confident in that awesome that's great great news uh how is it having jason from acceptance uh come in i mean i know that's <laughs> a big influence of yours yeah uh yeah acceptance definitely uh one of my favorite bands of all time uh that actually came about on that yellow card tour um, oh, yeah? because yeah sean uh sean is uh, his best friend and i remember uh he was like oh hold on a second and jason ended up calling me uh I while i was out with uh francesca from equal vision and 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 then uh was like hey this is hey this is jason for acceptance man i was just wondering if you wanted to like uh you know like get on a song or something <laughs> i was like what so I want to, you know, you want to like play some shows or something. I was like, like, are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> um, uh, and he's a great dude. And it was so surreal to, to just like vibe and spend a lot of time with him and his family. Great dude. Like so kind and such a unique personality. And just to be like, to perform with him. Like we played their, their reunion show in LA and it was like one of those memories I'll never, you know, never forget. No, that's no, that's awesome, and and that that's a band that yeah, people, uh, I've never I've never met them ever. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Like I feel like they kind of, I don't know, they ran in different circles than we did or something, but we never played any shows together or anything. I never met yeah. them, but they're a band that has like the craziest diehard fans, dude. Yeah, which is sort of similar, of them. right? And which is sort of similar to your band, and and I want to talk about that and just how sure. many. I feel like people, you, you, you guys don't really have casual fans anymore. Like, and I don't know if that's because you've pushed some of them away um, by not playing your old stuff, or yeah. or what it is. But you have like absolute diehards, and like I, you throw up throw up on your Twitter. Oh, I'm gonna be on lead singer syndrome, and it's like open the floodgates. Like people want to yeah. know questions, and and people are excited yeah. about it, and and. You know, I know they're all listening to this, so welcome. Um, yeah. But you know, what? How does that is that is that something that you guys are conscious of? Um, Very. Okay. Yeah. Uh, talk about that. And I, but and, and I also get it too. Like, uh, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get into that. But I remember, uh, you know, I, I understand where the old fans are coming from. I completely do. I remember uh, Acceptance got a offer to do a very huge tour, like huge tour i can't i probably can't say but uh like dream tour and they couldn't do it and jason called me he's like hey man he's like uh we can't do this tour because i have work like he's got you know a big guy job um he's like i'm wondering if you will do this tour and you'll sing for the band <laughs> and i was like wow 
Yeah, I'm like, first of all, I'm unbelievably flattered. Like, you know, second of all, absolutely not. Because if I was a fan of your band and I went to see you and then some asshole from another band was singing, like I would be irate. Yeah. So irate. So from that standpoint, like, you know, the old fans coming to see, you know, when we played the old songs and stuff, like, look, those are not my songs. And I'm completely fine with like not singing them. You know, I, I get that you love them as a fan. I totally understand. I literally just went to go see alien ant farm last night in LA. Uh, and it was, you know, and it was great. Original singer, like all that stuff. I played the old songs. Like I get the nostalgia. I get like the vibe of wanting those songs. I really do. People forget, like I'm a fan of music too, you know, but things happen and they change and, you know, the singer changes and the songs change and they evolve like, and we grew up and we're writing, you know, more conscious music and, you know, and there's fans that attach to that the same way that old fans attach to the old music. And so Emerosa has this, they, they have always had this like crazy uh, gravity that just brings people in and then attaches. Like it's always just been like Emerosa. Oh, they're one of the cool bands in my opinion, you know, from like when I, wasn't in the band. I was like, Oh, like, I know that band. I've, I've heard of that band. They always struck me as like one of the cool bands. Um, right. and, and like, so people just like gravitate towards that. And, you know, uh, I'm very open about the subject matter of songs. And so people, you know, can attach to that. And we have fans from all spectrums of age groups, which is, which is really cool. Like, you yeah. know, I don't know. It's not something that it's, it's sometimes I, I feel like it's ineffable. Like there's not really a word to describe how, uh, how these people attach so like so much to the songs. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do get it. Like my first concert ever was house of blues. Uh, it was fall out boy, gym class here. Academy is. And like, I was wait, so wait, wait, drawn wait, into, you, where was that? Uh, it's the house of blues in Chicago. It was oh. fall out boy. Uh, the Academy is and gym class heroes was opening. They had just come out with that. Was paper it, cut. And it was with midtown, right? Yeah. And you know what's funny about that tour is Midtown did half of it and we did the other half. That's crazy. Yeah. So that was in 2005. Oh, man. Yeah. um, uh, Probably that was before I think – yeah, that was before I even did did music. Yeah. No, that's really funny. Yeah. No, Midtown did that that, those ones and then we did like most of the East Coast. Like we went down to to Florida. And you know what's really funny about that that tour is we – we played it in Orlando. I remember at the Orlando House of Blues. Yeah. And they had this opening act, and it was like this young girl and this dude, and they like played acoustic, mm-hmm. and they were they were like warming up, and I, and they were like so young, and I was like oh, and and I just like heard her sing, and I was like oh, this is cool, and I kind of said hello, and they're like oh yeah, we're um we're gonna open like a few of the shows because we're signed to um to Fueled by Ramen, but our record hasn't come out yet. And that was Paramore. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And they opened, like they played, I don't know, like a 15 minute set opening up for that tour. It was, it was, yeah, it was so, it was Paramore, uh, Gym Class Heroes, Academy Is, Silverstein. We were direct support and Fall Out Boy. Let me, let me ask you something. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's, that, let me ask you a question. Uh, now, you know, you said you've been touring a big band. You've been doing this for a long time. You have a very dedicated fan base, like, you know, very honorable career. Uh, does it, does it bother you at all? Not necessarily bother you, but does it have an effect on you when you see artists like, you know, maybe they start like much, much smaller than you and then they just skyrocket and you're kind of like, do you feel like a, a stagnant vibe? Do you feel, do you ha- does it have any effect on you? Uh, whatsoever? No, no, I love it. I love seeing that. I like love, you know, like I think about the bands that, that we've brought out over the years, like, like first of five or first of four or whatever, you yeah. know, like some of those bands, like a day to remember, you know, we brought yeah. one of, one of the tours we did half the tour. The first band was, was uh, a day to remember and half the tour. It was dance Gavin dance. That's crazy. Yeah. That was the, and I don't even remember the other two bands. I think, oh, I do actually, it was from autumn to ashes and strike anywhere. Or the two other bands, mm. and then the opening bands. Half of it was Day to Remember, and half. And obviously, like Day to Remember, what they've done is like is a be- beautiful. And, yeah, and you know, and and th- you know, they went up to the top, and they paid us back. You know, they brought us on on some um, 
uh, brought put, brought us out on tour, and they still yeah. like like hook us up. You know, we did the self help festival, and you know, shit like that. So I That's love dope. I love seeing bands you know explode. I loved seeing Paramore get so huge because they were so nice. They were like, yeah. like Haley and Josh. They were like they were such sweet people, and they really cared yeah. about their music, and they really like they relished this opportunity they had, and and. I, I was I'm a huge Paramore fan, anyways. But but to oh, see yeah. them to see them grow into that is great. The one thing though that's that's I think is funny is a lot of the times those bands, uh, not these bands specifically, but bands like that that'll happen, right? And and a lot of times it'll happen because they have like a big hit song, yeah. and all of a sudden they're on the radio, and and they're all yeah. of a sudden they're like, you know, um. Like take Plain White Tees for example, you know, like they mm-hmm. all of a sudden they have one big song and it's like huge, and then it's like you start getting a little scared, yeah, because they because like it's like you you get this one hit wonder syndrome where like you might you might ruin your career be, yeah. because of success, and sometimes those bands like like it's like oh well yeah Silverstein we're still playing House of Blues you know we haven't gone up to play sheds or, or arenas or anything. But we still have a career, you know. Yeah, um, uh, very you know, true. Thirteen years after that, that that show I'm talking about. Whereas a lot yeah. of other bands, they've hit it big and they've had all the success, and now they're just gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I always think of like someone like every time I die as being so inspiring because they've oh, yeah, managed man. to have such a steady, awesome career and put out great albums and had amazing fans for longer, even longer than Silverstein has. And that's a band that I look up to. You know, they've never had a hit song, you know, and you don't have to. Yeah. Did you, uh, sorry for the uh, long winded answer. No, Bradley. no, no. I appreciate it. Did you, uh, you guys played the warp tour where we had a bunch of people, uh, sing our songs. I think it was like two years ago. Cause I had some, like, I, I remember I had some like dust attached to my yes. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I, I, I just remember that because Keith, Keith came and he was so nervous. Like he was so deathly nervous, but he was singing our song blue and he came out and he did a fantastic job. It was so awesome to yeah. see Uh great dude. Great dude. Yeah. It's, he is, he's a great dude. And it's funny, you know, when you see a guy like that, such a seasoned veteran definitely yeah. doesn't get nervous before every time I die shows, but right. to see well, him, I mean, him freak out like that, like I'll tell a quick story too. We were, yeah. um, we were out in, uh, England. We were doing this, fuck, I can't remember what the name of the festival was. Uh, give it a name. Is that what it was? Uh, there, this old, old festival. This is like back in, I want to say like 2004 yeah. and say anything is on the small stage. Like this is just, right before say anything was like going to explode. And one of the guys in say anything asked me and Adam from taking back Sunday, to come out and say and sing the like um, I don't know if you know the say anything song the like so what say you and all your friends oh um, yeah that that's the first song on that um is a real boy album okay. so they asked us to come out and do those like backup vocals so I, I know the like song like the back of my hand so I'm not like I'm not really nervous <laughs> and and Adam yeah. Adam is like like there you know beside me and like we're about to go he's like when do we go when do we go <laughs> I'm like uh, it's, it's the next it's the next part. You know, and he's like, "Oh God, I'm so nervous. I hate shit. I hate doing shit like this. I get so nervous." And like, I'm just looking at Adam, being like, "Dude, like, what? You're nervous? Like, yeah. you're the most like, you know, like you're like the most iconic frontman in the scene. Like, yeah, I never absolutely. would, ex- you know, expect you to be nervous at all ever for anything. Yep. And, yep. and you know, and we went out and did it, and it was fine. And then afterwards, he walked away and was like, "Oh God, I hope that was okay." And it was like, yeah. per- it was perfect, you know. Yeah. So it, it's funny, you know, when you see these these kind of guys like you know everybody's human and, yeah, and um i love that yeah yeah there you go that's a good good story sharing was it yeah. did you watch uh everybody sing like these songs like like uh was it weird oh, yeah. for you hearing other no, people no. sing your songs or was it cool no i thought it was it was a cool experience like we did it two days i think it was seattle and portland and i loved it i, I tried to come out and like you know help just to make an appearance but it was the scariest thing like the scary the doctor was like yo this is so rare like i don't know how this happened uh and uh i was so i was you know i tried to help here and there but it was i mean it was kind of cool watching it happen like there was a lot uh, yeah. i think um there was there was a tons tons of people that came out and did it telly came out uh yeah know, keith uh, came out uh the people from the airs um against the current like it was cool it was it was it felt i like the camaraderie people were like oh yes absolutely we'll help 
Right, right, right. No, no. We, I, I, and for people wondering why I didn't help, we actually weren't on that year. Oh, I, no. I think oh, that you was. Guys, you, I think you guys were. Yeah, the one that we did half of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. this would have been like 2016 or something. We've done all the so. even years. We did 13, 15, 17. So, um, yeah. Are you guys doing any of it this year? No. I, no, I didn't we, think uh, I saw your name on the list. No, we have like lots of you know little things in the mix that you know how it goes. Yeah, so I guess I will wrap it up. Um, thanks for taking the time, man. What What is no, uh, going pleasure. on next with Amorosa? Obviously, you mentioned some writing. Uh, and a new yeah. album hopefully going to come out soon. Yeah. But uh, what know, in the meantime? Uh, you know, I don't know when we're, uh, you know, when this is, you know, when you're, when this is coming out, but uh, we start doing the record in April. Um, I would venture to guess that, you know, I, I don't have any details because, you know, not even the songs are done, but we're writing. Right. We got studio booked. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the songs right. And then we have, uh, we do have some tours that are booked for uh, the fall and winter, so it's going to be a busy year. And then um, I'm hoping some international stuff. Uh, I also am am home until until we do until we do the tour. So I am taking uh, taking new students. If anybody's interested in some voice lessons or songwriting lessons, um, I'm I am available. Cool. Um, but other than that, man, it's just a lot of a lot of co-writing and. Uh, a lot of a lot of making sure this record is dope. That's awesome, man. No, it's it sounds sounds great and it sounds uh sounds awesome. Um do you teach you teach screaming as well? I do not. I uh, Okay, you don't. I do, no, because I I don't uh, I know a little bit. I don't know enough to feel confident to tell someone else to do it. I uh, every time someone tells me they want to scream, I send them to Melissa Cross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's she's the best. Yeah. Uh, that's that's very cool. No, I just was wondering because uh, I think someone said somewhere that you did, and I was like, I don't think he does. So, no. um, so I just no. just clarifying that, uh, dude. Well, thanks, thanks so much for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it's it. It's My pleasure, man. I hope I, uh, I hope it came off well. I'm a good dude, and I'm dope. So, <laughs> I'm a good dude, <laughs> I, and I'm I, dope. All right, okay. There you go. Yeah, From the horse's mouth. So, but no, thanks, man. I'm glad that we finally got able to to do this. Hell yeah, man. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. So there it is with Bradley. Real mature, Bradley. Okay, that's the last time I play the clip, but <laughs> if you know what it is, the first person to hit me up, knowing what it is, I'll send you a book. We got some promo books I've received, even including some written by some previous guests, maybe a little Roger Moret action from Agnostic Front. I'll send you a book. Don't Google it all at once, everybody. You're going to clog up the internet. <laughs> Thank you so much to Bradley for doing this. It was a great conversation. And I'm really looking forward to this new Amorosa record. I'm expecting big things from a very, very talented vocalist. Before I go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this. If you enjoyed the show, please do me a favor. Tell a friend. Tell a loved one. Word of mouth is what's going to spread this thing and make it bigger and bigger and grow and grow. And there's so many great episodes coming up, so many great guests. So please hit the subscribe button. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you do enjoy the show, also... Maybe write a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. Thanks so much. I'm going to leave you with a tune. Here's Amorosa with Cloud9 on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next week.
you are.